Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Now we're back in Milford. Our Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. With another year of Dan Manley, his Super Bowl prediction. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Uh, hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Good to be back home, the home Man Cave. The boys are here. A lot to dissect. We'll uh, have some people who will join us a little bit later on who were part of the broadcast. You can be part of the program. Best and worst of the weekend, as we always do every Monday, even Super Bowl Monday, 877-3DP-SHOW. What you liked, you didn't like, you can tweet us. You can also email us as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, Twitter handle at DP-SHOW. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners. You can still watch on Audience, Channel 239 Direct TV, and BR Live, and our 362 radio affiliates around the world. Congrats to the Chiefs for winning the first Super Bowl for that franchise in 50 years. It was a great occasion for the franchise and the city and for the head coach, Andy Reid. Not many head coaches get a chant of their name after they've won the Super Bowl from the crowd, but you heard that last night. It felt like everybody outside of San Francisco was pulling for Andy Reid. It wasn't easy. That Niner defense made life difficult for Patrick Mahomes most of the night. You start to look at Patrick Mahomes and you go, okay, that might be the worst game of his career leading up to the last eight minutes and he still won the Super Bowl and won the MVP. That's not a bad start to a career. That Kansas City defense, which started to get better the last six weeks of the season, really gave the Chiefs a big boost there. Eventually, Mahomes hit his stride and carried his team to the comeback victory, another comeback victory. But it was a fun Super Bowl. I don't know if it's an all-time classic, but it was a good game, two good teams. And we start to talk about, well, can the Chiefs start a dynasty here, right? Andy Reid, if you got Patrick Mahomes, why would you retire? You're now going to be a Hall of Fame coach. But uh, you've got a great coach, great team, great fan base, great quarterback, and a great future. So enjoy it, Chiefs Nation. You certainly deserved it. You're the world champions. And I started to wonder about this. When you, you talk about dynasties with quarterbacks, and you forget, Dan Marino got there his second year, never went back. Drew Brees has been there once, never been back. Aaron Rodgers won one, has never been back. We like to look at these quarterbacks and go, well, of course they're going to be back. We don't know. We don't know if Russell Wilson would get another chance. He had two. They could have, you know, won back-to-back. You don't know if he'll ever get back again. But these are some of the all-time great quarterbacks, Dan Marino, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, and they went to a total of three. Now, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees are still playing. But Patrick Mahomes, 
who isn't even 25 years of age. I know we looked at Lamar Jackson as, is that the future? If you're going to invest in a stock and you can invest in Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, who are you investing in? I still, and I, we brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and I said it's still Patrick Mahomes. In the traditional NFL, what is sustainable, Patrick Mahomes is more sustainable than Lamar Jackson. Doesn't mean Lamar Jackson is not a great player, going to continue to be a great player. I was surprised he was unanimous MVP because what Mahomes did when he won the MVP, just as impressive, if not more so, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, Lamar Jackson, rightfully so, the MVP. But nobody else got a first-place vote. Pretty surprising there. All right, uh, we'll come up with a poll question. Correct, McLevin, you got one? Oh, you're, uh, you got your shades on? You got... I'm trying to bring a little Miami back to Milford. Oh. I got my Miami Dan Lepitard hat. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, in mm. case you guys didn't notice, I picked up a lot of style tips in Miami. I thought we held our own, by the way, uh, style-wise in South Beach. Now, that that is style points right there, what you're showing me? Yeah, that's what the kids in uh, Miami mm. seem to be wearing. Yeah. No. I don't like those large hats. Yeah. You know, yeah, Levitard was, you know, saying you got to get some of those large hats. And I go, I'm not going to wear one of those large hats. He said that to you? <laughs> yeah, I said it looks goofy enough on you. I don't want it to look goofy on me. Uh, well, we have a poll over here. Okay. We, we have a big debate. All right. Uh, who should have won Super Bowl MVP? Uh, I only have two choices. Anyone else? Uh, Patrick Mahomes or running back Damian Williams? I would have given it to Williams. I thought that he was steady from start to finish. You needed him to keep Mahomes in the game. You rush for over 100 yards. I think he may have had uh, six catches, four catches or something like that. He had a touchdown. I, I thought that he was more consistent than Mahomes was. Mahomes didn't play well until he needed to play great. He had about seven or eight great minutes. Um, and I know the 49er fans have already responded by saying, you know, take it easy on Jimmy Garoppolo. And, look, I've said this all along. I was going to be the last one on his bandwagon. Until he proved to me that he could be great in a big moment, I was not going to co-sign on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I still haven't and still won't. Now, he might be, you know, good. He's not great. And I thought that the 49ers were able to shield him from having to win games this year. That was a really good team. And I thought they were a better all-around team than the Chiefs. And, you know, you, you're looking at that defense and Bosa. I thought if the, if the Niners won, I thought Bosa was going to be the MVP. And, in fact, if you looked at this and said, all right, San Francisco won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying today? Andy Reid can't win the big one. Patrick Mahomes got exposed a little bit there. You know, maybe Garoppolo's a little better than we thought. Uh, that defense is great. Kyle Shanahan, you know, he's a brilliant play caller. Redemption from the 28-3 to debacle against the Patriots. Didn't turn out that way. Now it's Andy Reid, finally won the big one. Patrick Mahomes, is he going to be an all-time great? And he's only 20, 24, soon to be 25 years of age. And you could go down the list of what was the most important play. It felt like that the game hinged on a couple of plays there. I know that we look at the end of the first half and it's like, oh, you know, they, they weren't trying to score. You had, you had three timeouts. You got your general manager up in the booth going, timeout, got a time, call a timeout. To me, that told me everything I needed to know about Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. What Shanahan thought of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, you can say, well, we didn't want to give them the ball back. That's not the way I would think if I'm really confident in my quarterback. I'm not going, 
boy, if we go three and out, we give them the ball back. I think you got to be more positive than that, and that is, do we run the football? Do we do we at least give the impression we're trying to get into field goal range? George Kittle with the offensive pass interference. Look, I don't know what pass interference is from the offensive perspective with the tight end because Kyle Rudolph's wasn't and George Kittle's was. Uh, was it ticky-tack? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, would I have called it? Probably not. But you got into field goal range, or you would have been in field goal range, and you could have added. you got to score touchdowns to beat Kansas City. That is no secret here. you got to score touchdowns. And when you start kicking field goals, eventually Mahomes and the Chiefs will get it right. And I was, I was holding on for dear life because I kept thinking, man, they got to, like at some point, they're going to get a play at some point. And then I thought the Tyreek Hill one, that's the one that I felt like the 49ers defense went, uh-oh, uh-oh. Because it, it was one of those where, you know, uh, Mahomes got hit as he threw it and just kind of put it up there, and Tyreek Hill was that wide open. But I thought that that was the play that kind of said to the Niners, uh, here we come. Yeah, Paul. Going back to the end of the first half, do you think Shanahan put the brakes on? I think there was a minute left and three timeouts because Garoppolo had that ugly interception about 20 minutes earlier in the game. He was trying to throw it out of bounds and couldn't get it out of bounds. It was a pick, and he said, let's, let's be happy here. He basically said that after the game. I was satisfied with 10-10. Well, I also think he was saying there's two ways to spin this. He could say, hey, our defense was doing a great job. We held them to 10 points. We – that let, that's a positive as we go into halftime. I just thought you have the time and you have some weapons. Take a couple of shots here. But I can't be thinking in a negative. I can't be in a negative world there if I'm the head coach. Unless I really don't have confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just don't think Kyle Shanahan did. It's one thing to have Matt Ryan throwing passes when he wins the MVP in a year. It's different when Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. Yeah, McLevin. It's funny, the guy who has the worst history of time management, Andy Reid, actually gave them another shot by giving them a timeout. It's like Shanahan took over the mantle as the bad clock management guy. From Reid, I mean, that was Reid for years, right? Yeah. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, and after the game that, you know, he said that his quarterback played all right. I think he did some real good things. I'm going to see the tape. I'll find out more. But, um, you know, I thought – uh, Jimmy played all right. Yeah, there were a lot of checkdowns here. You know, it, it wasn't anything that was spectacular. Um, you know, a couple interceptions there. He just never looked threatening. But it was almost enough because that's a really good team. And as you move forward, you know, you move forward with your quarterback. And that's where I still will have doubts about Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't mean he can't develop, but he's, I think, 28. So, it's, it, you know, it's not like he's 23, 24. Garoppolo's been around. He just never looked dangerous. He never looked like he was going to threaten you. Made you nervous. And, uh, you know, they ran the ball. Well, they averaged over six yards per carry. They put pressure on Mahomes. You sort of had them where you wanted them to. Yeah, McLovin. I, uh, I'll give you credit for a couple things. That you did get the Chiefs win, but also you all season long said your one question was Jimmy G. And to me, that was the only deciding factor that at the end he got really cold. But that's why I said the reason why the Chiefs are favored is because of one player, and that is Mahomes is that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if you look at the running game, the offensive line, the defense, total defense there, 
coaches are a push. Tight ends are a push. You got some wide receivers, you know, with Tyreek Hill, that gives you a big advantage there. But it was Mahomes is better than Garoppolo. And that's what this came down to. That's why they were favored, and that's why they won the Super Bowl. But uh, pretty magical. And I always look for these teams that are getting better at the end of the year. Now, I know it sounds cliche, but there are times when, when the Packers won the Super Bowl. Like, you start to fight every week. Uh, the Steelers, when they were uh, like a wild card team, you, you start to look at these teams and go, they're starting to put it together at the right time. And Kansas City started to put it together. And I think it was a Monday when I came in and I said, the team that nobody's talking about is Kansas City. We are all drunk on the Ravens. Ravens, the best team, going to the Super Bowl. And then I, I just kept watching Kansas City because I'd invested in them this year. And the defense got better. Mahomes got healthier. And then all of a sudden, you had a little bit of a running game and you still had all of those weapons. But, you know, congrats to Andy Reid. I can't imagine what it must be like. We talk about players who don't win the big one. Here's a coach who's been around for 20 years, had those chances, and didn't win. And he got the win in impressive fashion there. Yeah, Paul. Do you see poor Andy Reid had to get up at 8.30 oh. and be at the podium at 8.30 in the morning for a morning press conference? It was just on live? What are they doing? Let the guy sleep in a little bit. He yeah. lifted up last night. He said he's eating a double cheeseburger. He did tw- 20 interviews last night and the post-game podium, and he's got to get up at 8 at o'clock to be in a – that's weird. Yeah, I felt bad for him because I thought, well, what time did he get to bed? What time did he kick Peter King out of his uh, office there at the uh, Super Bowl? Let him sleep in. Oh, boy. Yes, McLovin. I saw a funny quote from Chris Jones, a Kansas City defense lineman. All he said was, I'm fixing to get drunk now. That's the post <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 I don't think he's alone there. This program is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. Right now, get 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for just under $30, or we can double it to 36 roses. $20 more to order. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. You click on the radio icon into the promo code, Patrick. Paulie picked the Niners, and he picked Raheem Mostert to be his MVP. He lost his bet. We just got word that Raheem Mostert is going to call in, Todd. He is going to call in in about 10 minutes' time. Whoa. He exchanged jerseys in the tunnel after the game with Damian Williams. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, Paul. We asked for a handful of players to come on, win or lose, and Raheem showed up. That's nice. Cool. Nice little story. So he'll join us coming up here in a little bit. We'll check in with Tony Baselli. He was on the call. Westwood won, uh, working the uh, Super Bowl. Didn't get into the Hall of Fame. He's getting closer, and you now people say, "Why are you, uh, you know, such a cheerleader for Tony Baselli?" I don't know Tony. I don't even know if I've met him in person, but I've had him on a few times, but I hadn't met him, I think, until maybe last year. I just, I know what I saw when I saw him play, and people will point out, well, an offensive lineman only playing seven years. I just know, if you look at the guys he went up against, he went up against some of the best defensive ends in the game, and Baselli was great, but he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. Congrats to those who did. I thought Troy Palomalu was the one that stood out, that he was an obvious one in there. But uh, Tony Baselli will join us coming up a little bit later on. Ross Tucker, friend of the show, he was also working the game for Westwood One. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on as well. What do you have, McLovin, uh, as far as the poll question? So I actually did put up uh, Damian Williams versus Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you were going to ask who is the GOAT for the Niners, uh, not GOAT greatest of all time, but 
Who do you blame? Who do I blame? I mean, I don't, not to go negative, but is it yeah. Kyle Shanahan or Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I think Kyle Shanahan did what he was prepared to do, and that is it felt like he was putting a cocoon around Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he was trying to protect him from being in a position where he had to win a game. And it worked. It worked all season long. Now, Garoppolo did add a couple. You know, he had a couple of games. That Saints game was a wonderful game turned in by him. But I just thought the moment got to him. I thought the moment was too big for him. I, I don't want to say who, you know, who are we going to put the blame on today. I just think you got to give credit to Kansas City. The, the, the Niners didn't score touchdowns. And you left the door open for the Chiefs to score touchdowns. And that's the big difference there. And Mahomes was ready for the moment. Yeah, McLevin. Oh, two other possible goats. Jimmy Ward, who got lost on that long play to Terry Kill yeah. to safety. And Tarverius Moore, who got flagged for not turning around on pass interference. But, I mean, those are one play, so I guess you can't call them overall goats. Yeah, it just felt – I thought Kansas, Kansas City could be in trouble if the Niners were running downhill and that defense was putting pressure on Mahomes. I just thought if you have a 10-point lead, well, you have them where you want. And with that defense, the best defense in football this year, I just thought that you had him, and you all you have to do is run the football and have Jimmy Garoppolo make a couple of plays. That's all. And they weren't able to do that. Yeah, Paul. The play that drove me crazy, the play call, six minutes and six seconds left in the game. The 49ers had the ball first and 10. They're up 20 to 17. They've got the lead. They can run the ball. Mostert on first down gets five yards. Clock's running. Second down, incomplete pass to Kittle. Third down, incomplete pass to Bourne. I would you would think you'd keep giving it to yeah. um, Mostert until he does not get the first down. If you could, you know, even get two first downs there, then you force them to use all their timeouts, and then they have a long field at least. Yeah. That that play call drove me crazy on second down and five. I was just going to run the ball no matter what, and then run the clock, and then force them to use their timeouts. But then you started to throw those passes after you threw when you threw it on second down, and I go now you have to throw. And this might be the biggest throw of Jimmy Garoppolo's life. You just can't. You, you gotta. You gotta avoid that. Yeah, McLevin. He had Kittle wide open. No, no, he, he just waited a half a second. Kittle was on the next player. Yeah. And, but Paulie's right. But Paulie's also rooting for his Raheem Mostert MVP because he was still kind of in the running at that point if he'd yeah. gone off. Yeah. <laughs> True. But, yeah. but in all seriousness, though, uh, that, that's an obvious running play. I mean, I know you, you want to go oppo because it's so obvious, but. The analytics says you throw the ball there because the other team is gearing up for the run. That that was like that was the analytics move to throw. But if you're the Niners and they know you're going to run, and if all the other teams they faced knew they were going to run and didn't stop them, so why would you think Kansas City's run defense is going to be able to stop them? You know, granted, you know they stopped the Titans' running game. This is the Niners, and the Niners were they would bludgeon you. I would have I still would have run it. I would. And when he dropped back to pass, I went, oh, no. No, no. And you just got five yards. So you got two plays to get five yards. That's it. All right, we'll take a break. Raheem Mostert of the 49ers. In a classy move, will uh, join us. We asked for players, win or lose, if they wanted to join us. And uh, Raheem was a wonderful story this year. Get his thoughts uh, on that game last night. Your phone calls are welcome. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll settle on a poll question, and uh, we'll return after this. 20 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show.
Hey, sports fans. I have a daily sports podcast I want to tell you about from Wondery and The Athletic. It's called The Lead. Now, Wondery have produced some of my absolute favorite podcasts, and The Athletic, they're some of the best storytellers in the sports business, and they have a podcast every weekday morning. The Lead brings you a deep dive into the biggest sports stories of the day from The Athletic's all-star team of local and national sports writers. Stories like, you know, that 49ers running back that's just come out of nowhere and dominating, or a deep dive into the Zion era. It is upon us, and what does it mean for the NBA? All of that and much, much more. So if you're looking for the full story behind last night's scores and today's hot takes, make sure you subscribe to The Lead from Wondery and The Athletic on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll settle on a poll question. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked and didn't like. We also talked to the running back for the 49ers, Raheem Mostert. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He was really one of the bright spots for this Niner team this year because he had been on a lot of teams, Eagles, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Jets, Bears. And then he joined the Niners, and he ends up in the Super Bowl. He scores a touchdown. He'll join us uh, coming up. McLevin, what poll question are we going to go with today? Well, uh, I actually put up who, who should have been the Super Bowl MVP with Daryl Williams and – I'm sorry, Damian Williams and um, Patrick Mahomes. And I have a feeling who's going to win our poll. Really? I, well, I think everyone here said Williams probably deserved it a little bit more than Mahomes, although Mahomes is great. We've come up with a name for the Kansas City Chiefs running backs. Paulie came up with the Legion of Whom because we they didn't get much credit this year. The big news with the running backs was uh, LaShawn McCoy, a healthy scratch. That was it. I don't think people knew who they're – you know, they lost Kareem Hunt, and they lost, you know, lost a great running back, and you're thinking, all right, do they have a ground game? And I thought Damian Williams was the MVP because he kept them in the game, start to finish, whether he's running or catching passes. Yeah, Paul. Wide receivers are the legion of Zoom, so it's natural. Yeah, legion of whom. The Chiefs, by the way, the first team in NFL history to overcome double-digit deficits to win three games in a single postseason. Third time in the last six years, the Super Bowl winner overcame a deficit or ten uh, of 10 or more in the second half, along with the Patriots in Super Bowl 49, uh, 49 and 51 versus the Falcons. It never happened in the previous 48 Super Bowls. So, late-game heroics from the Chiefs, and they... Uh, did it again, three consecutive games. Here comes that what stat of the day. Raheem Mostert, uh, the Niners running back, he had uh, 58 yards on 12 carries and a touchdown as uh, the Niners, of course, losing the Super Bowl. But uh, Raheem, kind enough to uh, join us. How do you feel today, Raheem? Uh, you know, a little distraught, but, um, hey, it's a game we play, you know. When you woke up this morning, what's the first thing you thought of? Um, first thing I thought was, uh, man, you know, I, how do we end up losing the game? And, and you know, what what could I have done better? 
um, and, and my due diligence in trying to help the team, you know, um, get the W. What was that feeling like to score a touchdown? Oh, it felt great. Um, it, I felt like, you know, I was in the moment and I was enjoying it, um, you know, with my teammates. And I did it for everyone that, uh, you know, believed in me and, and didn't believe in me. And, yeah, it was one of those things where um, it, was a, it was a childhood dream of mine and, and I actually accomplished it. Did you keep the football? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, good. <laughs> got to keep the football. Uh, explain to me the logic on, uh, you know, late in the game, you, know, you get five yards on first down and then uh, Garoppolo throws two passes. Was there any thought to just running the football, to taking up some clock and maybe making them use a timeout there? I, I was really surprised because you were fresh. You hadn't had that many carries. And uh, I don't know what you were thinking at that time. Yeah, you know, at the time, you just uh, you hear a play call and you just, you know, try to overcome the situation or whatever, whatever the case may be. And uh, it, it was it was great play calling by uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, like you said, keep fresh. And, and um, I was I was fresh and ready to go. Um, but I'm, I'm more of a team guy, you know, I. Whenever there's a play called or somebody needs me to do something, I'm just I'm going to be the first one to do it, um, and that's that's basically how the whole team is. So um, yeah, it was like you said, it was one of those things where we just depending on the situation. You know, Kyle, he's a great he has a great mind of, of situational ball, so um, you can't take that away from him, and he knows best. So you know, it's, for us players, we just got to go out there and execute. What was uh, the locker room like after the game? You know, same feeling how I had this morning, distraught, couldn't believe it. Um, you know, we had it, we had the the win in our in our grasp, um, all those things. But um, yeah, we just we didn't get it done, and and um, you know, we we're proud of ourselves the way uh, we handled last year and coming into this year, and our mentality and our mindset. Um, you know, wanting to be one of the best teams in the league. And, um, you know, trying to be one of the best teams in, in, in NFL history. Um, that was our mindset from the start, and um, we accomplished that, you know. Um, either, whether the statistics prove it or not, um, deep down in our hearts, we know that um, we're one of the greatest teams, you know, um, to, to play in the Super Bowl. So, He's uh, Raheem Mostert, the Niners running back undrafted out of Purdue, and I saw where Damian Williams tracked you down to trade jerseys. Uh, yeah. What did he say to you? You know, he he came up to me. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to shake hands with anybody just because, I, like I said, at the moment, you know, I worked so hard um, to 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 get to where I'm at in life and and to get to the big stage and uh, for us to lose it. You know, I took it took a lot out of me. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to get off the field before the confetti. Before I saw the confetti, because I knew that, I knew that that confetti was supposed to be, you know, the the red and gold confetti, not the red and yellow. Um, so yeah, it was, for me, it was one of those things where I just had to go ahead and uh, just get off the field and, and bottle up my emotions and just wait until I got to the locker room. And he just he chased me down. Um, you know, he came from all the way from their sideline and chased me down in our tunnel and, you know, he talked to me and he said, man, look, I'm, I'm so dang proud of you because, you know, we, we went we went through some things when we were in Miami together and um, and he knows that and, and, and I know that. So 
um, for him to come up to me and, and tell me, you know, he's proud of me and stuff like that. And um, I heard you earlier, you said, you know, you thought um, a person, somebody should, somebody else should have been MVP. You know my thoughts about that. Um, Damian played a heck of a game. Well, he should have been MVP, Raheem. I, I thought that he yeah. was the constant there. He had he played four good quarters where Mahomes is wonderful, but he played eight, yeah. eight great minutes. Damian was – I thought he should have been in the MVP. Yeah, he should have. In my opinion, I definitely agree with that statement simply because that guy was catching the ball out of the backfield when – when there was nothing to beat, you know, there was no no throwing lane for for any of the receivers and 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 uh, Pat uh, Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, like I said, he was the outlet for him and he made chunk plays and, and did his job thoroughly and and, and executed his his game plan. Um, yeah, but that talk, man, it was one of those moments for me where you know what I'm 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 gonna appreciate this because. Um, he is my brother, and I texted him right after the game, and he responded way back, right right away, and told me, "Hey, look, you know, I, I'm so dang proud of you again." And I said, "Man, look, congrats on the win, and um, enjoy it. You know, um, we're brothers for life." And he said, "For life, you know, that's just the type of bond that we have. Um, you know, we we've known each other for five years now, and and we always talk. You know, preseason, regular season, we've been playing constantly, so." Well, congrats. It's a great story, and uh, you certainly paid your dues there with the other teams that you were with, and hopefully you found a home there with the Niners, and uh, I should have used you a little bit more last night. But uh, congrats, Raheem. You're a class act for calling in. Hey, I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you for having me, man. And, hey, you know, we didn't we didn't get the win, but, you know, I just want to let everyone know um, I'm proud of, I'm proud of this team and this organization, and, you know, I wouldn't have – I wouldn't have done this without without the guys in that locker room, man, and, and we believe in each other. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's Raheem Mostert, the Niners running back, 12 carries, 58 yards, had a touchdown. But, you know, you can't stress enough about where where do these guys come from sometimes in the Super Bowl or the playoffs, and what a godsend Raheem Mostert was, was with the Eagles, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Jets, and Bears, and then he's that close to – being the lead running back for a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, McLovin. And they said during the telecast he turned down a pro surfing contract yeah. at 14. I mean, yeah. how many, how often, it's a rare thing in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think he's allowed to surf anymore. I think they've, uh, you know, discouraged that. But I guess, you know, obviously he was a uh, potential for a world class surfer. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, someone was talking about last week that the Super Bowl didn't have any buzz. Do you think it's because there wasn't a bad guy in the Super Bowl? The Patriots weren't there. There's no bad guy. Everyone likes Mostert. Garoppolo's decent. You know, Shanahan, you want him to get his ring after what happened a few years ago. And, you know, everybody likes Mahomes. Everyone likes Andy Reid. It was two likable teams. There was no no one to root against in this game. Yeah. I don't think that there was that, you know, the Patriots weren't here. So that's why you always were either with them or against them. Or if the Cowboys were here, then maybe you feel that way. You know, maybe with Aaron Rodgers a little bit polarizing to people, or the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. And I don't. I, I think we just kind of looked at it and said, you know, it's a nice matchup here. You got a really good defense there, and uh, you got Kansas City's offense. But I, I don't think you're going into that going, boy, I really hate this guy or that team. I don't think that uh, was the kind of feeling that they would generate if you start to think about them. Yeah, McLovin. Was there any sort of 
I don't know, weird feelings about seeing Tariq Hill being a Super Bowl hero. That was the one guy where I, I saw out there that people weren't sure how to feel about it. And he had an amazing – he could have won the MVP too because he was drawing double teams and had 105 receiving yards. But that was the one player on both teams where I, I saw a lot of mixed reaction to. Yeah, I get, and I get that, you know. But, but if I started to think about the people that I'm watching instead of the player I'm watching, I'd probably watch differently. And I try to watch it for just the joy of, of what it is. It's a Super Bowl, big stage, big moments. But, you know, I've been doing this for over three decades. And you see players, like I wouldn't have rooted for Lawrence Taylor, the person, but the player was spectacular. And I've, I've had to separate that because I know a lot more about a lot of these players as people than I would ever let on or that I would ever reveal. But you still, I appreciate them for who they are when they step out on the field or a basketball court, whatever it might be. But, you know, Tyreek Hill is not somebody that I would root for, but I am amazed to watch him play. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how valuable is he? Is it an argument to make he's the most valuable non-quarterback offensively in the NFL? I don't know if you can do that because Michael Thomas with the Saints had 150 catches. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with what he did. Uh, you know, 1,000 yards running, 1,000 yards receiving. Tyreek Hill is in the perfect situation because you have Kelsey who is unstoppable as well. And, you know, so they kind of complement each other. You're going to double him or you're going to double me? And it feels like these defensive coordinators, you know, they sort of pick their poison week to week. Let's shut down Kelsey. Let's shut down Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, San Francisco did a pretty good job of keeping everybody under wraps there for as long as they could. It's just, it, it's a ticking time bomb. It's just a question of when it's going to happen, not if. And I kept thinking, boy, you guys, you guys better get started on this drive. You better get started on the next drive. Can you guys get started, please? And then all of a sudden, you started to see it. And then all of a sudden, doubt creeps in. And, and it felt like San Francisco went, uh-oh, here it comes. And then the same thing with the Titans and the Texans. And this is the Niners. And they're far better than the Texans and the Titans. And that's where I went, oh, boy. If they got them with a little bit of doubt in that secondary, Kansas City's going to win this thing. Yeah, Paul. I actually was thinking the opposite with about 10 minutes left in the game. Fox cut to Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, yelling at the defense on the sidelines. And he, and he, he was yelling, and then he walked away. I'm like, oh, they're losing it with 10 minutes left. And then it just flip-flopped. I don't know what he said in that moment. I took it differently. I thought he was saying – we're still in this. Like, let's just hold him. Let's just let's just hold them, uh, and and that Mahomes would do something great. I don't think Kansas City lost confidence there, because if you look at Mahomes in the other games where they were down, he never lost confidence. He would just say, "Do something great. Do something great." And I'm I thought Honey Badger, who was such a valuable player for this team this year, and had a resurgence in his career. I thought that he was just saying, let's not give up hope here. Let's hold him, and then, you know, we'll get something magical happening. Yeah, McLevin. I was screaming because I was pulling for the Chiefs. I was screaming, throw the ball downfield the entire time. I know the Niners play him deep, but this is 2020 NFL. You're going to get pass interference. They finally started throwing that. Why did, weren't you frustrated not seeing Mahomes throw more than seven yards at any point in the game? Yeah. But you, you have to understand what the Niners were doing to him. You, you can force it, and then – that's when it's really bad. You, you know, you're just sort of saying, and Mahomes didn't look good at all. He looked good for eight minutes. 
But, you know, he had the bad interception, on, you know, where he had Tyreek Hill open. He threw behind him. You know, he, he just he didn't look comfortable back there. And then all of a sudden he got into a rhythm. And they're such a rhythm team. You see this with basketball teams. You just sort of get into that rhythm and then you can't stop them. But it took him a while to get into that rhythm, and I give the Niners a lot of credit. Yes, Tom. And with Mahomes as a leader, to be that young and never look rattled and never look too frustrated. Well, he looked rattled. First three quarters, he was rattled. But in, in that fourth quarter, to rally them and, and knowing that they've already come back from 24-10 and 10 in the previous two playoff games, that, to have that kind of confidence in him, it's still only 10 points. We did it with a 24-point deficit and another 10-point deficit. There's still enough time to pull this out. Well... He had to be really nervous because now you're going against San Francisco. San Francisco is so much better than the Titans or the Texans. So much better. But San Francisco could have kept that ball. If they, if, if they kept him off, that's how you beat him. You keep him off the field, and then you put more pressure on him to score when he steps on the field. And I thought the Niners did that. I just don't understand about not running the football. I just don't. I, I, I would have run it. Uh, I had a running back who was fresh. And even if they knew it was coming, or I would have done a bootleg with Garoppolo, something where if he has to slide and the clock is still running, like just something. Because I, I, I just don't think his coach had confidence in him. Yes, he. Is that a case of overthinking the situation? Uh, well, Atlanta did that. Like, Atlanta's like, oh, they're expecting us to run, so we'll pass or whatever. You know, we're not going to give it to Marshawn Lynch because they're expecting us to give it to Marshawn Lynch at the goal line. And that's where you go, wait, you're, in, you're, out, you're out coaching yourself. And that's what Seattle did. That's what Atlanta did. And I thought that's what's – unless San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan, and he, obviously he, he's forgotten more football than I know, but if he said, we knew this play was going to be open. Okay, that's one thing. Is your quarterback capable of making that throw? That's it. I'm, I'm questioning the decision, not the result. Because I wanted them to run the ball in the moment. And I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Because I'm thinking, God, I hope they don't run. And then he went back to pass, and I was like, okay. Now it's sec- you know, second and five. Now it's third and five. Now we know what you're going to do. And I'd rather that if you knew what we were going to do and we were running the ball, we had more of a possibility of converting than if you knew we were going to throw. Play of the Day is up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. The play of the day. Second and seven for the Chiefs at the 48 of San Francisco. Nelson picks up motion, three wide left. They take the Williams. They're going to throw it. Tyreek finds the left side. Tyreek Watkins over the shoulder and out of bounds. The deep in San Francisco territory. It was Sammy Watkins free on the right side and a perfect over the shoulder throw of 38 yards by Patrick Mahomes to Watkins burning Sherman. Chiefs Radio Network, little disco inferno, burn baby burn. Mahomes to Watkins and um, more notably burn Richard Sherman on the play and man-to-man coverage, which of course set social media abuzz. Our play of the day is brought to you by the great folks at Tacovas. Uh, the Tacovas boots are handmade, full-grain leather by world-class bootmakers. Tacovas cuts out the middlemen and sells directly to you at great prices. Shipping, returns, exchanges, free and easy. It's spelled T-E-C-O-V-A-S, Tacovas.com slash DP show. Tacovas Western Goods for New Frontiers. Got our shipment. We got that as we returned from the Super Bowl. So nice little uh, gift package there from Tacovas there. Be uh, strutting in style there. Uh, let me see a couple of things here. Uh, I got a email from Ollie in the United Kingdom. Thoroughly enjoyed the Super Bowl last night. I do wonder if we'll remember anything from this game. Past Super Bowls, normally one play, one moment. David Tyree's helmet catch. Seahawks not running with uh, one yard to go. Is there a moment that we'll remember from this Super Bowl 10 years from now? Hmm. Um... I don't know if there's a singular play. The one play that stood out was Tyreek Hill being wide open. And uh, to me, that that was a, a signature play. It wasn't a touchdown, though. No. You know, Di- David Tyree's hel- helmet catch was an unbelievable play. It wasn't a touchdown, but the next play, they, they had the touchdown to uh, Plexico Burris. This was just, um, you know, the line giving Mahomes enough time, and he made a great throw, and Tyreek Hill uh, was wide open. To me, that was the moment where I said, Kansas City's going to win this Super Bowl. I just felt like that was then, – then it just changed. It changed dramatically, in my opinion. Um, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Best and worst of the weekend, if you'd like to uh, send in your best and worst or dial us up. The uh, commercials, the Super Bowl commercials. Now, I didn't see all of them. Oh, but I, there are a few that I like. I like the Jason Momoa one, where he comes home and takes all of his muscles and his hair off. Uh, I like the Post Malone one, where you're inside Post Malone. You know, there's probably an audience of people over the age of 30 have no idea who that guy is, and he's got tattoos all over his face, which I did love that. Because my wife's watching, and she goes, what's wrong with his face? I said, those are tattoos, like real tattoos? And then they go to the control center with Post Malone inside his mind, and then everybody else has got those tattoos on. And, you know, they're kind of 
jostling him back and forth in a convenience store. And uh, I thought that that one was pretty entertaining. The Bill Murray one, the uh, Groundhog Day, the Jeep commercial, I thought that that was really uh, well done. Did you guys have a favorite, Todd? I love the uh, Smart Park one with a uh, big poppy at the end good. sticking out the apartment window with Krasinski, Dretch, and uh, Chris Evans. I got to kick out the Hyundai thing. Well, it, it took on a, a different meaning because we had had Big Poppy on, and he was telling us about his Boston accent. And uh, of course, it's not a good Boston accent at all. But these other guys in the commercial, they're all you know, it's a Smart Park, you know, Smart Car Park. Yeah, see the uh, Mountain Dew commercial doing uh, the takeoff of The Shining with Brian Cranston was great. That was creepy. That was great. That one, that one was creepy. But they give a rating here. Now it says max engagement. So social media, I guess. Number one, you guys want to guess what the number one commercial was last night? Doritos. Doritos Cool Ranch got the highest rating. Then it was uh, Google, Michelob Ultra. You're starting to see some of these companies, they'll, they'll have a, like a theme. There'll be like three or four commercials, and they're all tied together with the same product there. Yeah, McLovin. Okay, so I didn't like the Google Loretta ad, and I'm not going to – I'm sorry. I, everyone's afraid of Google. We're about the, the husband who is – remind me this about my wife. I mean, this about my wife. Tech company selling sentimentality. Which, I mean, it's like the eighth time we've seen that. It's like, oh, okay. You mentioned that you have all of uh, your wife's shopping habits and they've been spying on you via Alexa. But it just was like, I don't like those over-sentimental ones where wow. like half of Twitter was like, oh, this is so special. The other half of Twitter was like, come on. Isn't it Paul's job to be that cynical? I know. I channel Paul, yeah. though. But like, come on. I don't know. Is it, did, did anyone else react that was a little over the top? Not like that. I didn't read too much into it. Of course, I was a couple of couple of drinks in. Yeah, see. We didn't even mention Tommy. Oh, come on. <laughs> we saw that one coming. Yeah, it is. We saw that one coming. Oh, my God. Is he saying goodbye to the Patriots? Oh, no. Is he going to the Raiders? Oh. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.